Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to see you again. We're going to continue our discussion about what we believe as Catholics and go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. And this week we're talking about the sacraments, and today we're going to talk about the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. So question 208 of the UCAT asks, what is the Holy Eucharist? Boy, that's a great question. First of all, Holy Eucharist, also Mass, is the most important of the sacraments. It's the foundation of our spiritual life. It's the foundation of our Christian Catholic life is the uh, the Eucharist. It is the source and summit of our lives as Christians. Uh, it's the source and summit of grace. It is the uh, source of all grace, the Holy Eucharist. Um, and uh, we've talked about the sacraments uh as um, sources of grace, that the sacraments actually create grace, that all saving grace comes through the sacraments. They put us in touch with uh, the risen Lord Jesus in his humanity, and through that contact, which comes only through the sacraments, we are saved. And we talked about the three sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and Holy Eucharist. And then... um, uh, there are seven altogether. The other, t- the other four are the two sacraments uh, um, of healing, uh, confession, and anointing of the sick, and then the two sacraments at the service of communion in the church, namely holy orders, the priesthood, and a marriage. And but the most important of those seven sacraments, the centerpiece, the diamond of the seven sacraments, is the Eucharist. It is the summit and source of the Christian life. It is the source of all grace. Why? Because it is the Eucharist that unites us directly with Christ's sacrificial death and resurrection. The Eucharist is a sacrifice. It is the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. We enter, really enter into that sacrifice. We really do receive his body and blood. And so the Eucharist, it unites us with Jesus in the most intimate way possible, namely in his sacrifice of love on the cross uh, through the receiving of his body and blood. So the the church teaches and the scripture teaches that the Eucharist is Jesus. It becomes the body and blood of Jesus. Exactly. The bread and wine is really changed into the real body and blood of Christ, uh, his soul and divinity, uh, his fullness of humanity and divinity, is present right there and we receive him and that's so important because it is the it is that contact with the risen lord jesus that changes us it saves us just as the bread and wine is changed into the body and blood of christ so we are changed uh the sacrament of the eucharist uh takes away sin it um unites us with jesus and through jesus to god it unites us with each other. It helps us to grow in love. 
It helps us to grow in all the virtues. The, uh, the Eucharist really can change us. And I, and I often um, make this challenge to people. You want your life to be different? Go to daily Mass. Just for one year. For one year. Go to daily Mass. I guarantee you. I promise you. I will bet any kind of money that if you go to daily Mass for one year, you will be changed. You will be different. Your life will be totally different. Your Catholicism will be completely different. You will understand your faith in a way you have never understood it before. You know, Father, I've gone to daily Mass for years. The uh, Vincentian sisters of from Bedford taught us in grade school, and I've been blessed to understand how important it is, but I'm still an idiot. I'm still a sinner in need of God's grace. But you're right, my life has changed because I have come to better know who Jesus Christ is, not just about him. But would you say it'd be safe to say that as I receive the Eucharist every day, that Christ becomes more a part of me, and at the same time I become more a part of Christ? Sure, exactly. I think that's a great point, Tim. You said it ex extremely well. As St. Augustine said, uh, the difference between the Eucharist and other food, whereas in other food, that food becomes part of us when we eat it. The Eucharist, when we eat the Eucharist, we become part of it. Namely, we become part of G more deeper, more closely united to Jesus Christ. Uh, the risen Lord, Je the risen and ascended Lord Jesus. You know, why is it that um, the, the Jesus is able to be present in so many different places throughout the world and all the masses throughout the world and that there's an uh, and that there can be an, a virtually unlimited supply of the Holy Eucharist is because what we receive at Holy Communion is his risen and ascended body, which is not limited in the way that bodies are limited in this world. One of the questions that I was asked uh, by a non-Catholic, he says, how, at the Last Supper, how could Jesus say, this is my body and this is my blood when he was standing there with the apostles? Uh, very good. And you know, didn't St. Augustine say something also well, about that? Well, you know, there's an excellent point because uh, one of the things we talk about in seminary is... Um, if the did, did the apostles at the Last Supper receive the body of Christ? And the answer is no, because he has not uh, died on the cross and been resurrected from the dead and ascended into heaven. Um, but you see, Jesus does things proleptically. For example, uh, Mary is saved proleptically. The Immaculate Conception the idea that Mary was conceived without original sin uh, in the womb of her mother, St. Anne, uh, she was uh, saved proleptically. She still needed a Savior. She still needed Jesus Christ, but she received those merits of his death and resurrection in advance. And so in, a same, in a similar way, when Jesus says at the Last Supper, this is my body and this is my blood, he's acting proleptically, namely that through, it, it's, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus is what makes the Eucharist possible. And yet, even though he hasn't undergone the death and resurrection yet, he can, in a real way, say, this is my body, this is my blood. Okay. And would it also be true, Father, that every time we go to Mass, when we partake and participate in the Mass, that we're uniting our suffering and ourselves with Jesus' once-and-for-all sacrifice, 
united together to the Heavenly Father? Would that be an accurate statement? Yes, that would be extremely accurate and a very good point that we unite ourselves with Jesus in his sacrifice, his act of love in which he died, his love for the Father, his love for all humanity. We become one with him in that love, uh, in that sacrifice, and, um, and that changes us, that makes us more like him, it uh, frees us from sin. It um, makes us, you know, uh, one with Jesus in a special way so that we can be his special in- instrument in the world. And we need the Eucharist. It's, look, we need to receive the Eucharist at least once a week. The church teaches that we, should, that we need to go to Mass at least once a week. The church actually teaches we don't need to receive Holy Communion every week. We only need to receive Holy Communion. We only need to receive Holy Communion once a year, but we need to go to Mass at least once a week, the church teaches. Good point, Father. Um, you can ask, how did Christ institute the Eucharist? We know when he did it at the, at the Last Supper, but how did he do it? Yeah, uh, he instituted, very good. You know, we, we see uh, in uh, the three synoptic Gospels the institution narratives of the Eucharist. While they were at supper, he took bread blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples, said, this is my body. And then he took the cup, again, blessed it, gave it to his disciples, said, this is my blood. So he instituted it at the Last Supper. And uh, he, um, but the, the, and so it is the Passover meal. The Eucharist is the new Passover. And so we think about, all the things we think about with regards to the Jewish Passover we think about with regards to the Eucharist, because it is, is the it is the sacrifice of the Lamb. That you know, at the Passover, the Lamb was sacrificed and the blood was painted on the doorpost. And it had so, to be a perfect Lamb. That's right, without blemish. Yeah, uh, and so uh, and then uh, the so and the, they used unleavened bread at the Passover. You know, because they they did not have time to uh, let it rise. Um, so we use unleavened bread. Um, and then um, we, uh, you know, the whole idea of freedom from slavery in Egypt and entrance into the promised land. Um, we think about uh, the last plague of the Passover was the, the sacrifice of the son, um, the firstborn, the firstborn son was the plague that was sacri- so with the sacrifice of the firstborn son Jesus namely you know uh so everything we think about the passover we think about the eucharist because now uh the what what is fulfilled in the in the eucharist in us is what was signified in the passover and the eucharist is the bread of angels it makes us holy like the angels it's what allows us to enter into the life of heaven. And so we talk about the Eucharist as being a pledge of future glory. So it's our sanctification now, but it's also a pledge of future glory. It's an anticipation of the banquet of heaven, the eternal life of heaven. Well, my favorite scripture verse is John six fifty four, And that verse is where Jesus says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I'll raise them on the last day. And I would say that sums up what we as Christians all want ultimately in this life is to spend forever with Jesus in heaven. And the Eucharist gives us that grace and that way 
because Jesus Christ is the only way that we can get to heaven. I think that's a great point, Tim. Every Christian, Catholic or otherwise, should read the sixth chapter of John's Gospel. John chapter 6, the bread of life. Uh, Because remember, John's Gospel does not have an institution narrative like the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. So John talks about the Eucharist in John chapter 6, the bread of life, where he talks about, and he says it multiple times, unless you eat my, as you just said, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. My body is real food and my blood is real drink. And he uh, says it several times uh, to the scandal of the Jews who are hearing him. And we'll, we'll talk about that in our next show as we continue our discussion from the UCAT on the Holy Eucharist and on the sacraments. You've been listening to Father Greg Maturi. Father, can we have a uh, blessing on our listeners, please, before we go? Sure. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon all of you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Remember that Faith with Father is a great teaching tool to use at your parish, along with the UCAT. You can listen to any archived show. They go by number and they cover the entire UCAT. So just go to livingbreadradio.com, go to the programming tab, and click on Faith with Father. And until next time, this has been your host, Tim Perry, reminding you, it's not too late to come back to the church. If you haven't been to confession in a while, this coming Saturday would be a great time to go and make a good confession, be truly sorry for your sins, and lift that guilt off of your souls. Until next time, this is Tim Perry. God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.